This episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 313, for the week of Wednesday, the 28th of February, 2018. I'm Scott, and with me tonight are... Eddie. And Ben. This episode is brought to you by Loot Crate, Audible, and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, in our discussion topic, we break down the Hasbro Marvel Legends A-Force box set. Hey, dudes, we have a quorum. That's good. No? I think we got a sick Ben as well. Oh, Ben's sick. Okay. So we have two healthy hosts and one host who's uh, persevering beyond the call of duty in order for us to have a quorum. Rock on. (laughs) What ails you, Ben, besides old age? Uh, Children back at school, lurgies, all the crap they bring home. Yeah. And they fight it, and they fight it, and then you look after them while they're miserable, and then when they get better, you go, yay, they're better. Oh, wait, I don't feel so good. Uh. And yeah. <laughs> but it's okay, you know, with, with no responsibilities, I can just take it easy for a week. I'll just, yeah, right. you know, relax, do nothing, it'll be easy. Yeah. Not. <laughs> Not okay, yeah. that's my pity. I'm, I'm over. I'm good now. So- are you doing the um, you know, the the classic thing and soldiering on and taking it to work and infecting all of your colleagues? Oh yeah, for sure. Outstanding. For yeah. Sure. Well, no, I mean, that's I, I wouldn't expect yeah. anything less. I, I think I was one of the last men standing. To be honest, I, I okay. went back. Yeah, after school holidays finished, and there's just coughing and spluttering everywhere. Wow. So, yeah. Early for yeah. that. Yeah. Getting in early. Yeah, I sent one of my team home today. It just was getting paler and paler as the day went on. And I was like, look, there's no stars here for soldiering on. Plus, if you make me <laughs> sick, I'll kill you. So, Well, is you that. Yeah. Yeah. But there's no it, – it's lose-lose with a cold because you can't just – you can't just take two weeks off while it, you know, works its way through. So, you know, you take one day off and you go, oh, I'll just stay home, you know, build up my fort on the couch, watch Dr. Phil – and then I'll go to work tomorrow. I'll still be crap. <laughs> well, and Dr. Phil makes you feel better? Or, or I guess it would make you feel better yourself. <laughs> I must admit, I was watching King of the Hill, so. Okay. Yeah, that's probably a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Eddie, what is the state of your health and general well-being? Uh, apart from a really bad stubbed toe today, I'm pretty good. Hey. Um, as I managed to catch it right between the toe and the nail at the right angle to go under, which yeah. is not, not too fun. But uh, I'm quite lucky I work with large numbers of people, including general public. So uh, if you hear of the con flu, I have built up immunity to it. So I, I luckily don't get sort of... Um, uh, crud off other people too often just because I'm always out in it. But I did have a woman come up to me just the other day and say, oh, excuse me, do you work here? I was like, yes, I am. And she threw a used handkerchief at me and said, lost property. And then, <laughs> <laughs> which was just, Good I don't know where in 
the mind you think, well, oh, someone's lost their handkerchief. I must uh, make sure this is stored <laughs> alerted because that's something everyone does is lose a handkerchief and then come looking for it. And yeah, to just please. throw it at someone uh, as their way of <laughs> explaining to them what it is uh, is another also weird thing. So um, even though yeah. I generally have good immunity, I scrubbed like a surgeon. <laughs> rid of that, that sort of shoulders rubbing and a little out tap the elbows together. I was, yeah, not, not too pleased with that one. I'm very interested in the idea of someone, you know, you, you pick up a wallet and you hand it in or something that looks like prescription glasses because you know, someone's probably going to need that but a handkerchief that's potentially being used by someone who's unwell. So I, I, I feel the need to pick that up and return it. Yep. People are, people are weird. <laughs> we had yeah. one person once who was upset because they came looking for a sandwich they'd lost a month ago. And no. it had been <laughs> uh, so they got their lunchbox back, and they're like, oh, I had a sandwich in here. And so, yeah, they got thrown in. Oh, well, that was mine. You didn't have any right to throw out mine. Uh, I'm just picturing Homer and his hoagie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's spectacular. That's spectacular. Uh, I'm sorry, Scotty, but you can't you can't beat that. <laughs> no, God, no. Look, I, so, I, you know, I, I feel like proclamations of one's um general immunity are is just an invitation to become ill um mm. but I, you know i do have like 18 years of teaching immunity up my sleeve um <laughs> you know when, when you first start teaching you just catch all the things um and then it does improve over time but you know, i think today's office environment is just a breeding ground for filth basically um mm. So I think my main health risk at the moment is actually uh, like our office. There's another office on the same floor as us, and we have shared toilet facilities. Um, and uh, we're we're getting ready to stage a raid on our neighboring office um, <laughs> to go in and say hi. So um, we produce uh, online training materials, and we would like to do a free consultation for you. We design a package for you on how to use a toilet brush um, <laughs> um, because we feel like you might benefit from it. No charge, just uh, study and pass the quiz. <laughs> yeah, so you know, we're, it's just kind of – but it's become a thing now where mm. you know, whoever goes fresh just comes in and gives a rating for what yeah. state it's in. I know, it's gross. That's, not, that's just – that's just life. <laughs> um, so we – just because of our recording um, schedule uh, these days, etc., we haven't done a dedicated Toy Fair reactions episode. Um, but I just thought that it might be an opportunity here to just ask: Were there any particular standouts or sad trombones um, from this year's New York Toy Fair showings that you might like to mention? I had a couple of surprises, actually. Like, I sort of figured going in, pardon the pun, um, that uh, I'd be watching sort of Star Wars Black and Marvel Legends. But uh, uh, those that have known my comments on here have known I've probably been the least fan of the Metsco 112. But that uh, John Wick uh, one that they released is just gorgeous. 
Mm. Uh, so I definitely have my eyes on him. And at Mafex, they are it's, well, kind of technically still Marvel, but they are doing a uh, Exe from Kingsman. Uh, that looks yeah. really neat. So that's another one I wasn't looking or expecting. And the Diamond Select uh, Real Ghostbusters, which is something I wish Mattel had done with their Ghostbuster line back in the day. I know they did some like Mego-style ones, but uh, kind of proper figure ones, which uh, Diamond Select are doing. So that that's, uh, th- those are, were sort of the three big surprises for me coming out of it. Excellent. And yeah, I was actually... Self. Yeah, I was going to mention the John Wick as well, and, and not just because, you know, they're, they're fun movies and uh, I've always got time for Keanu, but uh, I just think more for what it represents, um, that, you know, no one seems to be filling that niche um, quite the way Mezco are, and we saw that Popeye some time ago uh, as well, and, and I think they're not just doing the, the superhero thing, they're really starting to branch out, and it gives me hope that, that one day they'll turn their... Uh, eye towards some of the more sort of classic, I guess, pulp characters like the Shadow and Doc Savage and the Spider, etc. Because I think that's uh, uh, you know, a, well, license, but an area that's just you know ripe for uh, to taking advantage of. Yeah, I I think the Mesco stuff I'm obviously a fan of, and I'm trying to focus just on the DC stuff. So from a and and only the comic stuff. So I didn't actually see anything new in that that space. Comic character-wise, I'm not sure if I missed something, but... I think there was a new Batman in there, so it wasn't the ascending one, It was, but it was more of a modern style, uh, yeah. bat, but kind of their own design, if that makes... Yeah. I'm thinking the ascending knight one's going to be my Batman in that line. I, I'm quite... Look, I've got that pre-ordered. I'm quite uh, mm. excited about that. Uh, but I think that I'm... Um, yeah, I, I love the promise of that line, and I, you know, and one of the things that I really lo- like about the whole thing is the way that they, you know, do things like you know Popeye, John Wick, etc. I guess like from a universe builder point of view, obviously Popeye, whatever doesn't matter, but things like <laughs> the Star Trek stuff that they started, and then that seems to have gone a bit quiet, etc. That's where I have questions, but I guess that's a risk that you take. But no, I, I'm I'm loving that. What what else for you, Ben? Were there any other kind of standouts from your point of view? Obviously, the Marvel Legends and the Star Wars Black were a lot of fun. Uh, I think starting to see some of those more classic characters, like the the Gamorrean Guard, uh, I thought was fantastic. Just that you know, I think we've been sidelined uh, a little bit by um, what's happening at the box office. Um, yeah. And obviously, you know, we're getting all the solo stuff, but to see it through a few classics thrown in there was uh, was a lot of fun. And obviously, you know, it was nice to see some of those reveals. Um, we've had some uh, leaked lists in terms of the upcoming Marvel Legends wave, so getting some confirmation on what's in those. Uh, a bit hit and miss for me. I- I'm starting to get a bit frustrated with many of the Marvel Legends lines being driven um, by a lot of the MCU stuff. So, you know, I think it was the second uh, Avengers wave and uh, really the only figure I think I want from that wave is the the Black Knight. So, um, yeah, but, um, oh, look, I think, you know, we've got a few avenues open to us to, to cherry pick and so long as the uh, the builder figure is not something I'm craving, that's okay. See, I'm, I'm almost, as someone who collects the MCU stuff, I'm almost at the opposite end of uh, disliking the amount of reveals just because there was so much <laughs> um, particularly for MCU collectors that I saw a lot of people 
coming away from those announcements, not necessarily excited as much as like, oof, like, am yeah. I <laughs> going to be able to afford this? Like, yes. what does that mean for my collection? I've been all in up until this point. Am yes. I going to be able to maintain this uh, throughout the year and keep going? So it was almost sort of too much good for uh, yeah. one one. It was, wasn't it? There were people that were genuinely expressing concern about the, the cost of, of picking everything up. Mm. The output is phenomenal. Um, and I think that it just shows the, the power of um, the MCU at the moment because, you know, the, and that's, the I guess, the perspective that I try and take on it. Like, I don't collect the movie figures, um, but the, I you know, really aware that the majority of comic accurate figures that we're getting at the moment we're only getting because of the success of the MCU and uh, yeah. so I think you got to hats off to Hasbro um, for continuing to um, get those in there and like you Ben you know as long as the builder figure isn't something that you know like you know I, which I think the the builder figures for both of those um, Avengers lines are movie figures um, and so that's fine because then you cherry pick the um, the comic ones that you want, and it doesn't matter. Um, if I yeah. end up having to buy stacks of movie figures for a build a figure I really want, I'll be ticked off. But I also know that the people that only collect MCU feel that way about the comic figures. So um, there you go. <laughs> um, unless you're me, which seems to be the odd man out in, in both Story worlds. Life, right? Yeah, yep. Yep. always <laughs> the odd man out. Yeah. Um, I. Uh, it just in terms of something that I was excited to see was that the uh, Diamond Select Gallery statue line is now going to have a DC component, and um, I thought that those actually looked fantastic. Um, particularly the Aquaman um, <laughs> uh, looked really good, and so that is something I'm really keen for. Um, the thing I thought was really interesting, just in terms of licensing, etc., is that at the same time. Um, DC Collectibles is coming out with its own PVC line, um, to which I would like to award the most boring line name ever because they've called it DC Core. And <laughs> I'm just like, what? wow, like that. So, how many meetings did it take to come up with that? Well, at least they're. At least they're advertising up front that they're going to just keep release, releasing the same four characters over and over again. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean they look great. They look absolutely great. The Batgirl um, and Joker that you know look fantastic. Um, and uh, but yeah, I just was like, wow. Um, you know that that's it, it's interesting. I think from a licensing point of view, that you know at the same time as they're producing that, that they're licensing another company to produce the the same thing, the same line, yeah. you know, like, yeah. um, is weird. Um, and then, and also the other company's got a better name for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of funky, but there you go. I suppose that, you know, when you're um, uh, scrabbling for bucks, you take every opportunity, right? Like, yep. And there seems to be no shortage of buyers for these lines and things. And I think that that um, uh, price friendly, scale friendly line, um, you know, is looks great. Um, and so more power to them. But that was kind of my, you know, yeah. I, I, there was n- nothing that blew me away, to be honest. Like I, um, 
And just this is why we can't have nice things, right? Because you're so jaded and, yeah. and <laughs> well, look for me and the way my collecting tastes go. Um, New York Toy Fair is always, uh, you know, the silver medalist after um, San Diego, simply because New York Toy Fair doesn't include statues, so we don't see things from Sideshow and Prime One and, and companies like that. So it's always a bit sort of toned down. Yes. I was interested to, to see more of the DC Essentials up close. Um, this is the new, new line from DC Collectibles, that's, but which I think is seven inch. Is that? Yeah. On the <sighs> talk through that I watched, they, they seem to be referring it between a seven and eight inch. But if you remember, like icons was meant to be six inch and they came in at five. So they're, Scaling is just screwy. I don't. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know what, what to think. Which way it's going to go on that until I see them in hand. Yeah, I'm done. Like you know, I just. I mean, like I'll, I'll certainly, um, you know, have a look at the Aquaman. I won't um, because that's my dude. Um, but I, they look, they look fine. I love DC characters so much, but I'm just, I, I'm out. I, I don't. Um, yeah. You know, and. And there's not not that um, you know wow character. They go, oh my gosh, they've never had a figure before. You know, whatever that <laughs> yes. that often sucks you in, and which is good, right? Because then we all know it's just uh, a road then of lies and tears um, uh, after that. But you know, there's no static. There's no you know something that you go, oh my gosh, they. And um, so fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so be it. So um, be it. I, I think that um, you know, one of the things that really boggles my mind with DC and just their whole approach to uh, licensing is how poorly they use their um, you know, wide history with this stuff. Um, and I mean, you know, DC Universe Classics obviously did deliver quite a few amazing. Um, character choices, but it's still, you know, maybe we're just a much smaller group than we think that we are of people that would buy a granny goodness or a, you know, like, you know, that, that sort of um, character. Yeah. Um, but mm. I would. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, Mr. I'm, Miracle's I'm their hanging. best book of the year. So, you know, come back to New Gods. Yeah, that would be awesome. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. I did that. I don't think we even got a granny goodness in the Justice League Unlimited line, did we? No, I don't and, think and so. They did almost everybody, but I think I'm pretty sure that she's one of the ones that that um, man, if we hadn't um, let our intern die, <laughs> I'm I'm fairly confident they they didn't. I, I'd, I'd be about ninety five percent sure on that because I feel like that's one I've heard mentioned a lot. Of, I know definitely with DC, you see. Um, her name came up a lot, but I'm pretty sure it came up with uh, JLU as well for very similar reasons because there was that usual sort of stupid response at the time of like, oh, female figures don't sell and that one would need to do an all-new sculpt that couldn't be used again and yeah. blah, 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 that one. So, blah, blah, blah. blah, yeah. blah, blah. Mm. Okay. Well, um, if you have any New York Toy Fair standouts or disappointments, you can obviously uh, chat with us on Facebook, Twitter, send us an email, etc., and we'll read it out. 
Um, but unless anyone has anything else to uh, praise or exclaim about, we might um, <laughs> take a brief... Oh, I got, oh, do you, I, I've got a bone to pick. I've got a bone to pick with uh, just the wider collecting community at large. <laughs> and it, it's okay. partly our fault because we are toy journalists and we didn't cover this either. But I was in Toys R Us the other day, sauntering through the aisles, as I want to do, and uh, I see the new Mighty Mugs uh, out. And I've, I've come across them a couple of times recently. They're, they're starting to hit. And one, I didn't realize kind of how cool these new Mighty Mugs are, I thought they you just kind of turn the head to get the different facial expressions, but it's sort of a spring mechanism where you pop them on the head and you get a different facial expression. And I found out there was a Deadpool Mighty Mug, which I didn't see in any press release or anything anywhere. Uh, he just seemed to come out with the first wave at Toys R Us's. Wow. He just dropped. And no one said anything. No one's brought this to my mm-hmm. attention. So... I had to buy so them right there. You pop there. them on was, the head and you get a different facial expression. Yeah, you, you pop them on the head and their facial expressions change. So they've oh, all see, got I don't need some sort that. of I've got kids. weird how you or yeah, but sometimes there's not yeah. an angry expression on there. Or no. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. They've, all, yeah. they've yeah. all got so yeah. <laughs> got my little <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I no, I did see those and I actually cuz I mean I was quite a fan of you know, money mugs um predated the were, were kind of killed by the the Funko Pop vinyl. Um but I was quite a fan of the old Mighty Mug. Um I I think they might have actually come and gone before the Pops made it out. I think they might have been mm. just a bit before their own cuz Pops were around uh, like I remember All-Star getting the first lot of them in in their original location. I'm, I'm sure Mighty Mugs were dead by the time they opened. Huh. The one I feel like Mighty Mugs got to around 2009, was around the end of them. I think the Indiana Jones were some of the last ones that they got out. Was Mighty, is Mighty Mugs Hasbro? Must be. Yep. Huh. There you go. Yeah, I, I still have the um some Star Wars ones. I mean, I've had them up on eBay forever, but... Um, <laughs> like, you know, cause, but, but I had them in my office uh, for a long time when I had a bit of an office display. Oh, my goodness, there's a... A toy fair, they there's a wasp mighty mug. Goodness me, <laughs> they're fun. I, I might this might be a new thing which I shouldn't start because there's a billion MCU stuff coming out. But um, this Deadpool's been fun. I've been loving just popping them, getting different, confused face now. It's great. How many options are there? Like how many different results? Uh, can so get? Got confused face. He's got grumpy face. He's got puzzled face. And it's back to confuse, so three three different faces. Uh, Mighty Mugs finished in two thousand and eleven. Mm. Ooh, yeah. That so that was the year that um, All Star opened. So it might have been right as they were ending. Pops were starting. If it was the first year there. Oh, far out. Where's the Funko Pop vinyl Wikipedia page? This is not helpful at all. Um, <laughs> the first were horror. I, I'm going to put this out. This is based on that. I'm pretty sure the first Funko Pops were horror, like Mike Myers and Freddy, or they were Batman. Oh, really? For for pop vinyl? Or, or my, sorry. The Funko Pops. Funko Pops. Okay, hold on. The very first ones are going to be either horror or Batman. 
Well, look, we'll uh, do a bit of research in the break, and maybe at the end of the show we'll come back with a definitive answer on that, which then I'm sure people will write in and contradict. Um, but in the meantime, we will take a short break, and we will come back with our toy breakdown in which no toys will be broken. If you like listening to podcasts, then there's a good chance you'd enjoy audiobooks as well. To make it easy for you, our sponsor, Audible, is offering our listeners a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial when you go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. A book I'd like to recommend is X heroes by author Peter Kleins. X heroes is the first book in a series about a group of superheroes trying to survive and protect what's left of humanity in the wake of a zombie apocalypse. It's a genre-bending story that has something for fans of comic books, superhero films, and the whole zombie phenomenon. To get your copy of X heroes for free and start your 30-day trial, or find another book to start your Audible journey, go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. So we are reviewing tonight a exclusive from 2017 that took a long time for the quorum to acquire. I had to blow the dust off of mine um, <laughs> t- uh, t- tonight because I had mine for quite a while, but um, mm-hmm. some of these gentlemen played the long game. And how many times did you order this, Ben? Twice. Um, it's a long story um but we are of course talking about the hasbro marvel legends uh toys r us exclusive um a force box set was this a toys r us san diego exclusive or yeah it was one of those weird uh toys r us san diego cross exclusives what does that even mean like you can get it at both venues or you can get it first at San Diego? Or? I think it's first at San Diego and then it does get released sporadically at Toys R Us's, but they generally aren't as common as other Toys R Us exclusives. So I feel like they must go through the stock they got at San Diego and then mm-hmm. have a bunch of stock that then hits Toys R Us's. But I guess if it sells well at Sandy, then there's less hitting the shelves at your regular Toys R Us. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think this is. It's interesting um, when we think about these exclusive uh, box sets that are not the. Um, what am I saying? Like you know the the review, uh, sorry, the con exclusives. You know, like your um, Thunderbolts box set, etc. That you always sell out and are um, uh, then uh, not readily available and go up skyrocket but then you get things like the inter- entertainment earth a4 uh, guardian my god I can't touch tonight <laughs> god, it's fine. um it's like i've never done this before the guardians of the galaxy entertainment earth box set that um i think you could probably get pretty cheap these days like it's still um around um but this one does seem to have uh, gone sold well and now would secure a pretty hefty price on the secondary market. Is that mm-hmm. is that true? Mm-hmm. I'm just Indeed. searching eBay. This is our real time, um, <laughs> real time research. Yeah, it was time. averaging. It was a little while ago that I last checked, but it was averaging around the 250 to 300 Australian dollars. Uh, okay. But that was around Christmas time, so sometimes that can inflate yeah. things. It's come down a bit from, yeah. You know, I think at, at at its peak when it kind of first came out, it was going for crazy prices. But now, yeah, and, and you could also get most of the figures 
loose at reasonable prices. So this is well, well and truly not beyond your reach if you decided after this that you wanted this set or um, any of the individual individual features on um, the secondary market. Um, so let's talk packaging first. Um, actually, take a step back from that, and this might be more of an Eddie question, but can you just ground us in um, what A-Force as a comic was and how linked or not linked these characters actually were to the comic so this is going to be one of the few times that i am a little stumped because i didn't read the majority of this series Uh, i I read the i read the secret wars but not beyond that so maybe you you take it ben okay uh look yeah so look this set is uh I, i think it's a pretty thinly veiled attempt to try and bring us a whole bunch of characters um, that many people want, um, that were easy to put together. Uh, and for, a, I mean, to a certain extent, um, it's, it's a bit of a mixed bag because A-Force is split between two particular series. There was the Secret Wars series, which kind of featured them in a bit of kind of like an alternate reality sort of thing. Uh, and then there was the follow-up uh, volume two, which had them in the 616 main universe. Um, two uh, different lineups. So both feature She-Hulk as the leader, um, but that first series did actually feature Monica Rambeau and Spectrum, and Loki certainly wasn't a member, was actually more of a a villain in the series. Uh, It also featured Captain Marvel uh, and uh, people like that. The follow-up series uh, is the one that actually uh, introduced uh, Elsa Bloodstone to the team. Dazzler joined the team. Uh, Medusa was back uh, as well. So uh, it, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a mix, um, and the one uh, odd one here is actually uh, Sif, who was actually never a member of A Force. I think they just saw the opportunity to to slip her in. So um, really, I think it's just a, a great opportunity to to celebrate girl power and and um, you know wrap it around that that A Force um, sort of concept, which uh, unfortunately is no longer going at Marvel, despite it being uh, a pretty solid title. Yeah, it didn't last a terribly – there was a lot of buzz around it, but then it didn't seem to have a very long life. Yeah, hmm. they announced it on The View, and it um, was a big push. But I think, like, at least for me, I think launching it as part of Secret Wars, which was a huge event that had multiple different dimensions as almost continents, and this one, I think Arcadia or something, was just an all-women uh, yeah. dimension version so they sort of had the setup with that and then when they relaunched the series it being kind of a reboot after four issues and a, sort of a fresh new start and all that I think a, a lot of people like myself you know, were launching into there were a lot of series launching at that time and it just kind of became like oh well I'm sort of more invested with what's going over here and here and here and here Whereas this one, I was interested in the Secret Wars, but then this is going to be something different. So uh, it hasn't grabbed me or sold me as of yet. I think that might have been a bit of a mistake. Hmm. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I, I just from my kind of vague knowledge of uh, it, I, I, I knew that She-Hulk was a, you know, an associated character with it. I knew that Monica had been in bits of it, but I wasn't sure about the rest. So thank you for... Um, thank you for that. Um, I, I guess the other thing that's noteworthy about this uh, set is that we have 
um, five out of six characters in their first six-inch Marvel Legends um, yes. appearance. Um, As I four. Just, huh? Yeah, four. You could argue. No, you got to do the Loki card. Yeah. Oh, well, because okay, it's well. still the same Loki. It's a long story, Loki. but it's the same Loki. Yeah, fair <laughs> Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I was just trying to explain Girl Lucky to my daughter when I was opening these up before review, and she was like, what is that? And I'm like, oh, it's a long story. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really understand. And then and then I got on to actually Thor's female in the comics at the moment as well, and they were like, what? And I'm like, oh, okay, never mind, I've got to go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so packaging uh, these Marvel Legends box sets um, are always uh, – well, generally, I should say, done quite nicely. Um, this, I think, is quite a collector-friendly, um, you know, set. It's not your raft behemoth um, box that I can't bear to throw away, but also can't imagine ever putting the characters back in or, you know. Yeah, it's a bit like that, isn't it? I've, I've got, a like you, a box of boxes uh, in a storage <laughs> unit where I just, I just seem to dump all these massive boxes like the raft set etc never to see the light of day but i can't bring myself to throw it out either yeah it's I mean, just you know, some th- san diego box lot <laughs> <laughs> some, some things i you know i keep because i think well you know i may want to sell this someday and it'll be better in the packaging or whatever but i mean there's no way on god's green earth that i would ever want to try and ship that box anywhere um you know because yeah. it's just such a crazy thing but then i just feel like oh, i can't really throw this out yeah. um but yeah the, most of my san diego stuff because i don't have my um action figures on display only statues my san diego box sets generally go back in the box because um mm-hmm. yeah but because i've got them kind of on a shelf where i can look at them but the raft characters came out into my storage tubs because i couldn't keep that on my shelf this will go back though it's kind of one of those nice you know, open up the cover and see the um, characters inside. Um, bit with uh, art that I would assume was done especially for the the set. Yes, things yes. not for the comics. Yeah, got it. Cool. I really like the box. I, I actually, what I actually do like is the spine, so that if you had to actually slot this onto your bookshelf. Um, you've actually got the faces of the girls looking out, which I think is quite nifty. But um, mm, mm. Look, they're all looking extremely serious, except for Singularity. But um, I actually really like the the raised and that kind of embossed images on the the back of the box, which is um, you know you sort of wonder like why they do that. But now that it's there, I go, oh, that's actually quite nice. Yeah, and sort of the gel cutting of it too, where it goes from sort of matte to the shine. Mm. It's sort of nice to run your fingers over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very thoughtful. I agree. Very good. Very good. <laughs> and then you open them up inside, and I would like to praise uh, Hasbro for the um, complete lack of twist ties or other oh, um, yes. unnecessary attachments here. <laughs> um, you know, I didn't find these terribly traumatic to get out of the plastic tray. Um, obviously, the um, Sith and Loki figures with their capes are a little bit more complicated, but everybody came out okay, so... Hooray for yeah. that. Um, so we Ben has very kindly organized the uh, characters into uh, alphabetical order. And so we will start with Elsa Bloodstone. Now, I think a lot of people would go, who? Unless they um, were a Next Wave fan. 
um, which I am. So I was quite happy to see this. I know that when the um, first kind of promo shots of this uh, came out, um, there were quite a few reactions to this character thinking it might have been Squirrel Girl just because people didn't um, mm-hmm. kind of oh, okay. right away. And um, it is, you know, it, it's quite a... Um, it's it's quite a, I think you know, off the wall choice. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, cool thoughts on the figure. I mean, although I think that we might have a next wave fan at Hasbro because in the last couple of years we've gotten uh, Machine Man, Dark Hawk. Uh, obviously, we've got another character we'll be talking about here in a little bit, um, and uh, Elsa here. So that it's. The team is kind of forming. She has uh, been around for a while. Like she, she's been. She had her own one shot or something, you know, way back, and she was in Monsters Unleashed. And she's actually the daughter of Ulysses Bloodstone, who's been around since the seventies. So, um, you know, she she has had her fair share of appearances, unlike some of the kind of you know, um, you know, two or three appearance must have a figure, you know, aka Spider Bitch. <laughs> Oh, look, I, you know, I think she's justified. I, I think um, it's just because she's uh, not particularly well-known, um, you know, it doesn't sort of uh, you know, give people the right to, to rant and rave that, you know, another version of Venom should have been released instead. And then, this is the stuff I love. I love when we get characters that sort of make people go, oh, or start digging around back issues and yeah. doing a bit of deep deep diving. It's always a – it's never a bad thing, I think. If, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and she was legitimately in the A-Force comics. So, you know, and her, her, yeah, she right. looks yeah, like yeah. this in the comics. So, you know, I think she's got a right to be here. Yep, yep. Um, so one of the things that I think is a – uh, interesting about these figures is that there is a reasonable amount of reuse of some bits between a few of the figures. And so when we look at um, Elsa and we look at Monica Rambeau, um, you know, we've got uh, the, the jacket. Um, now, is this, is this a new piece? Yeah. No, 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 no. This is um, the arms and the coat are from um, 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 Scarlet Witch, Scarlet I think, Witch? from the, Abom- okay, the Abomination it. series. Yeah. Oh, the coat is as well. Yeah, the coat uh, and the arms. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and I think this is one of the really clever things about um, this sort of uh, you know design stuff is when they produce these pieces because you know we know that the tooling is the 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 expensive bit of all of this. Yeah. And so when they you know come up with ways to uh, get the best bang for the buck from that, and and you know, and, and how that then impacts on character selection, etc. Um, yeah, know, I think that's worked quite nicely for us in this sense. And the yeah. the head sculpt, the hair. I think part of the hair is actually something that's been done before. I haven't got my. Um, uh, I've got a, a custom head on my Marvel Legends Rescue figure i've got her holding her helmet and then there's a a custom head i picked up off of ebay but i'm pretty sure the head is the same but the um the ponytail is actually a new longer ponytail that that inserts into the back so i just i don't know whether it was being released on a figure or was planned um to be released i'm not quite sure similar to the agent 13 that was originally the rogue head sculpt but it is slightly different but sort of same styling Mm. 
Oh, the the cancelled rogue or the. I mean, the one that, yeah, the, can- yeah, the council yeah, rogue yeah. that's head was used for Agent 13. That might be what I'm thinking of, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah no, there is actually... I'm, go ahead. There, no, no, I was just going to say, I, I was actually quite surprised because um, I placed the jacket fairly quickly, um, but I uh, I couldn't place the guns. I, I, I thought maybe initially it was the one that came with the um, Savage Land box set, Um but uh, I'm pretty sure this is actually uh, a new a new piece. So, which sort of begs the question, you know, who else could possibly use it? Uh, who else is coming down the pipeline that could help justify, you know, the tooling of a new, you know, accessory? Huh. Are we yeah, going to get Two Gun Kid or something? <laughs> yeah, possibly. Oh, really? Rawhide Kid. Yeah, American Eagle. Yeah. It's a bit odd though, because it's it's kind of an over under shotgun. It's not like a you know Wild West um, you know Winchester or something. So it's a very specific one. But um, the the holster and the revolver that she's got strapped to her leg, I think, is reused from Misty Knight. If yep. I'm not mistaken. And then the uh, boots. The- they look new to me. I can't yeah. I can't place them at all. Um, particularly the the laces. Like she's got. Uh, it does actually look like boots for a change. Ah. She looks like she's got those laces on them. So, um, so yes, hopefully oh, that means. On. What uh, feet did Nico have? Mm. No, she. Interesting. Trying to find my Nico. Literally just dusted that shelf today. I didn't. I'm pretty sure that I. No, feel like no, she they're not. The, they're not they're Nico's same. feet. I've got Nico in front of me, and they're um, they're flat. Her shoes are flat, whereas these are heeled. So no, they could be new. Mm. I mean, the, the boot and the um, the the straps on the bottom certainly lend themselves a bit towards you know a, a new you know uh, white queen or even a black queen, you know, Celine or something like that. Yep, yep. I can. I mean, definitely see those being used again for sure, for sure. Now she's got a. Uh, she comes with the two rifles. And then she her belt with the holster, is it? Th- there's nothing to go in that, or yeah, there's a magnum. There's the oh, the pistol, the, the, pistol. Um, the revolver. It's probably okay. still in the box. She, she come, she, okay, I must have it still in the box then. She's got she two rifles three. and uh-huh. three accessories. Yeah. yeah, excellent. Thank you. Yeah, it's actually quite interesting. You know, when you look carefully at this figure, um, the sort of the, the pants and the crop top and whatnot, and then you realise that um, she's actually been cast in orange plastic, uh, and then they've actually painted the skin on. So her sort of bare midriff um, is actually painted over the orange, which <laughs> is um, kind of clever. And, hey, Scotty, it actually makes use of the belly button. I was about to say at least <laughs> the saving grace of all of this is that for once the sculpted belly button actually has a place. I did have a giggle when I took mine out of the box and thought of you and your your belly button, uh, you know, tirade. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, it's coming. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I honestly think this is a gorgeous figure. Uh, I think it's really come together quite well. I don't think anything was phoned in. Um, it really does feel like um, you know she stepped off the page of of that last A four series, um, and really, you know, I mean, obviously there's some new pieces there, and it's been done um you know the tooling has been done specifically for for reuse later on um we've seen that before like with the aim uh, the aim soldier was obviously done so that they could do the uh, uh star lord 
figure. It's just that the AIM you know figure came out first, so no doubt we're going to probably see a, a, a major character you know whose justification you know was the new tooling. But I think this came together really well. I love the. Um, hmm. I think that the the facial expression is really nice too because she looks you know determined. She's got yeah. Uh, one of the my biggest kind of issues with the. Toy Biz Marvel Legends and the beginning of the Hasbro Marvel Legends females as well was that they just had such blank facial expressions. Um, yeah. And, you know, this I, I like this across the board with this set. She's, yeah, she's gorgeous. Like, I don't have any issues with the paint apps. Like, I, I don't have any googly eyes or derpy, you know, thing going on. Like, she's uh, really, really well put together. My only niggle is that the uh, line of the – jacket piece and the sleeves that there's quite a gap um between them where you can see the orange bodysuit um and uh it's not really an issue with monica because um her suit bodysuit is black in that space anyway um but it's it's quite a gap and so yeah you know that's something that in a in a perfect world would have been Dealt with yeah. through some more deft paint apps, but <laughs> the back of her head also overhangs her neck considerably. If you look at her from side oh on, my. Oh my, it looks yeah. really awkward. <laughs> Heavens above, it does, doesn't it? But um, yeah, look, I, I'm, you know, yeah. great, great paint apps. I don't have any any complaints. Um, even you know, nice wash on the hair to sort of bring it out. And that, um, be careful with that giant ponytail too, because there's no. It's just glued in there. There's no pivot or anything, so mm. one, it's not uh, articulated. <laughs> mm. One thing I really like, speaking of articulation, is her right hand because you've got sort of the swivel uh, on the top and the bottom on her wrist. You can get some really good her holding her arm straight but with the shotgun uh, pointed directly outward poses out of her mm, with that nice. arm and mm. just works really well for sort of some action posing going on sort of one gun up in the air and one sort of pointed straight forward. Yeah. It's really quite awkward having her hold two guns. Like I, I can't imagine myself posing her with, I mean, it's, it's a gun that fires two rounds. And so why you'd bother, um, you know, wielding two large heavy guns to fire four shots is very awkward, but I suppose it is comics. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, I, I haven't, um, Spent a lot of time posing, but I am not finding the guns um, to feel super natural at the moment. Yeah. Um, in terms of just you know how to kind of pose this in a way that oh super supernatural. I see what you did there because she's a monster hunter. Mm, uh, yeah, I was totally deliberate. <laughs> I find the um, the left arm a little bit awkward, but the right hand, I reckon, you can get some good poses. Uh, that particularly if you point the wrist all the way down. As if if she had the magnum, it was pointing down to the ground, and then yeah, put the rifle in like that, and she can get some good just straight out front posing. At least it's a gun holding hand too. That's you know, mm. a nice change that they were that perceptive. Yeah, trigger fingers. Mm. <laughs> cool. Okay, well we'll set uh, Ms. Bloodstone aside, and we'll move down the alphabet to the very alliterative Lady Loki. Um. And uh, what's the comic story here? Why does my Loki have boobies? Oh, you know, it's just 
It was a clever narrative device is the way I'd frame it, where you had Ragnarok uh, had happened around the same time as Avengers Disassembled. Thor was off the scene for a couple of years. And then with the JMS run, they had a big launch bringing back Thor as well as the rest of the Asgardians. And it was a bit of a reveal towards, I think, might have been about halfway through, but it could be the end of the first arc um, that Loki was back, but it was a woman. And what it kind of did is it made you question, is Loki a good guy this time? Because she was around uh, with the... As guardians, she was, uh, you know, she wasn't in a villainous role, but she was sort of a weird uh, sort of whisper in the background of the court and the hall and that. So you were sort of wondering, well, it's Loki. Is she going to betray them all or is she actually on the side of angels this time? And sort of a bit of back and forth. And it was a clever way of sort of getting you to question yourself that it's not the same Loki that's just going to outright betray them is this time going to be different. Yeah. And then when he grew bored, he became a teenage boy. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> they, they kicked off the same thing again. You're like, oh, he's a kid now. Maybe he's going to learn this time. Is going to be <laughs> All that. And now he looks like Tom Hiddleston. That's uh, right. Funny that. Yeah. <laughs> well, th- this is like the 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 best-looking – figure of a character that I really feel like I don't need a figure of, but, um, yeah, as a universe builder, yeah, it it doesn't rock my boat. That's for sure. Now she has appeared with, uh, lady Thor as well. Uh, Loki did bring her out. So she has been around with regular Loki. You can pose them together on the same shelf. Yeah. Crazy. Aaron run. Yeah. You could have them on the same, same shelf. Huzzah. Yeah. Okay, it's all justified now. Oh, Take it all back. Hooray! Okay. But her the makeup on her is incredible. Like that's the real standout that I think you first notice. Um yeah. so let's just talk sculpt for a moment, sorry. Uh the, the head sculpt um is obviously new. New. Uh yes. Um, this is the cape, isn't it? Is the cape new or well, is that that's what my question because I mean we we see the cape then um used again with Sif. Um but I'm not recognising this from anywhere. No, I think the head and the, the cape are new. I think from the waist down, you're pretty much talking rogue. Um, you know, she's on that, yeah. that kind of bigger buck and the, the top of the boots, uh, which are separate pieces, are obviously um, straight from the juggernaut rogue figure. I did wonder whether this cape might have been a leftover piece from uh Emma Frost, maybe it was something mm. that sculpted but hadn't made the cut initially uh, for that original X-Men line, yeah. but it has been reused again recently with Shuri in the uh, Black Panther 2-pack. Ah, Ooh. okay. I'll tell you what, though, that if you um, had a, a one of those hard-to-get Emma Frosts and mm. wanted mm. to... No, I mean, I think actually the original... Emma Frost cape doesn't work too badly on that. Um, no, that's what I've got. Emma. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't even. I don't have that Emma because. And you know what? I ha- I had it in my hands for a retail price, <laughs> and it was just kind of right before. I don't know what happened. I think you know what it was like in Brisbane, and I wasn't. You know, I wasn't really in a. I need to get this now. Frame of mind, and had no idea how mm. freaking hard it was going to. be. <laughs> 
who knew? Good work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was before there was such a thing as um, Marvel Legends peg warming in Australia. Mm. Well, I mean, it's interesting because you know, now that you've mentioned that, I can't unsee it. And, and I see there's a, a great opportunity to give Emma that, that mm. cape. But it's unless I go hunting eBay for a loose uh, Loki or, or Sif and you know, even loose um, they seem to go for pretty good bucks. And then Eddie said, oh, yeah, but they reused it on Shuri, and, you know, who also goes for pretty good bucks. So um, yeah. <laughs> there won't, won't, won't be any customizing anytime soon because I'm not paying uh, $50 no. for, for a cape. Yeah. No. Uh, she's got these spellcasting hands. Um, you know, oh, um, man, there's some serious hands that she's got going yeah. on. Yeah. There's Did big someone spells. Choose, are they, uh, do they look this awkward on any other figure? Because they look. Gigantic. She's got some serious man hands going on. Yeah, it's interesting. If you uh, look at, I mean, Monica has got a left hand one, but it's definitely not much more dainty. The same. It's more da- dainty. Well, I'm, I, yeah, I think that's a different hand. That's a different sculpt on that hand. Is it? I, I just don't know where these is, yeah. hands. Whether they're the same ones as um, Scarlet Witch, etc. They're big. I think to me, it, it, I, I could be completely off on this, but because um, she hasn't got anything around the wrists where some of them did have like gauntlet pieces and that on. Mm. And the other thing is you've got this weird sort of awkward belt um, plastic piece that sort of just drapes over the body but I, if yours is the same it sort of sits up a little bit higher than it probably should which kind of thickens out her um yes. her waist area a little bit which i think makes the arms appear a bit more thinner than they might be if mm-hmm. that wasn't there that we sort of have on other ones which might be sort of creating a little bit of an optic illusion with the hands mm. but yeah I, I think the main issue is just kind of a lack of something around uh, the wrist there because it sort of looks like these lower arms are made for something to sort of slide over them mm. hmm. yeah, it still looks awkward to me but uh, still it's a, it's a well well put together figure it is um, the, we've already talked about the uh, makeup and paint on the face I think is um, stunning Uh Whatever Hasbro's done to kind of solve the you know anti googly eye thing seems to be working quite well. I can't kind of think back to the last truly googly eyed Marvel Legends I've had. Um, <laughs> so that must be Sharon easy. Carter was pretty bad for a lot of people. Yeah, my my rogue wasn't great. She she was sort of sliding in different directions there a little bit. It was probably my last bad one. Now oh, that I've noticed the um, really extreme uh, neck head stuff with these figures, I can't unsee it. Thanks, Ben. Um, <laughs> the, but with Sif is kind of her hair covers it up, but you can kind of still see underneath. Um, but yeah, this is, and the you know when we get onto paint as well, there's some really lovely paint work on these um, on this Loki figure. Um, with a metallic um, kind of edge to it and some of the kind of scales of her on her outfit represented in paint. And uh, I think this is just a stunning figure, again, of a character that I don't care about at all, but I love this toy. 
Read the JMS stuff. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I was just having a good look over my shelves, and, yeah, I definitely think this is a new head sculpt because um, at first I thought it might have been the Satana figure, but the hair's um, quite different. So, yeah, nice to see. Hmm. And I also don't got, the upper... Yeah, some stuff sculpted into her hair as well. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of work. Yeah. Which one and does, these are yeah. the rogue boots, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, from the waist down, she's yeah, the rogue. Yeah, yeah. What she yeah. does, rogue actually has a different upper torso. This one has a much bustier torso. But I was actually just looking at the, the rings and kind of medallions and stuff that are in her hair, and um, you think that that could actually be, you know, without the horned part of the, the headdress, um, could be reused as kind of like a, a gypsy um, Scarlet Witch in the future. Mm. Especially yeah, if that head true. that headpiece just um, yeah. that headpiece just slots in. Um, and they're starting to do that. Uh, they're starting to do the sort of separate head, separate hair, so they can sort of mix and match. Well, even so. with that, if you sort of go, I think it was the Busiek era where she sort of had the hairband and the more gypsy look. Mm. You can mm. sort of replace that crown with the hairband. Yeah. I, I think um, one thing we haven't mentioned on this figure, which really works for me, is the, um, the scales painted on, which uh, I think look fantastic. Yeah, they do. They do. So very well applied. So yeah, not nice, uh, nice kit bash figure there. Indeed, indeed. Um, okay, so if we continue our stroll down the alphabet, we uh, move in now into a, a set of S's, starting with the sensational <laughs> She-Hulk. And uh, I, is she uh, sensational though? Well, uh, I, look, is um, she? Yeah. Is she? Uh. So look, I'll just I'll kick off then, <laughs> um, because uh, I think because uh, I had read so much blah about this, and I waited to open this until you guys got yours, and we did this, and also I'm lazy. Um, the when I uh, maybe just because I was expecting to be so completely underwhelmed, I actually liked this figure more than I thought that I would. Um, but we, there still, like, we have issues. We have uh, issues. So uh, where do we start? I'll, I'll give it some credit and say at least it's got that classic costume feel. Yep. And then I'm done. So, well, well I hadn't reali- kind of realised from uh, just photos and things that uh, she is actually taller than I thought. Is she the same height as Sif? Sif is very tall, um, tall. but She-Hulk does actually tower. Um, yeah, she's about half a head taller. Well, the hair is what, what sort of adds the height, but Sif is very tall. This yeah. is just a, a reuse of the red She-Hulk buck. Is it? A lot of it is, yeah. I don't – so where where I struggle is that I feel like her um, arms are disproportionately sh- – like – are shorter than in proportion to her legs. Um, yeah, they've changed the upper torso. So the, okay. the lower torso, the thighs, uh, et cetera, are all the same. Uh, and they've reused the, the shoulders, the biceps, um, et cetera. And I think what I think the upper torso is, is the sort of the poor choice. I, I feel like they've kind of chosen the, the best option that they could and slotted that in and it just hasn't worked. So her, her whole torso looks kind of odd 
it looks like the, the top part of her torso isn't actually sitting on the bottom part properly. Mm. Yeah, it's very, I find it a very awkward figure to try and pose because it just proportionally isn't, um, you know, quite right. In terms of Marvel Legends She-Hulks, though, where would you sit this against other efforts? Can I say something <laughs> controversial? Oh, go for it. I think that the original Hasbro one, I think was the Blob Builder figure wave, yes. is a better She-Hulk figure, even though it um, has less articulation because it had sort yeah. of just a single um, elbows and that. That had a much nicer design bodysuit, had much more character in the face and some yep. Uh, yep. good washes. And, yeah, that was... I mean, that was a bit of a standout figure at the time of that. those waves being not particularly great. That was a sort of shining light in there. Um, and it is a more modern She-Hulk um, compared to this one. They're obviously trying to go for more classic. But, yeah, the fact that uh, something from that era is beating something from this era is not a good sign. I'm interested to see if you could do a head swap that. because I, I, like, mm, I agree mm-hmm. – Body-wise, but I've always really hated the head sculpt of that Blob series one. Um, I, I think it's more the hair. Well. Like I really like her expression the hair, yeah. on the Blob. Yeah, the hair's very lackluster. But then this isn't much of an improvement. I, I think the hair from the back it looks okay, um, but from the front it looks it's kind of got this well, weird eighties, you know. Um, you is know, this reused up. hair? Because it doesn't seem to sit flat on the shoulders for me it seems like it was meant for a different upper torso piece i'm not sure i i can't i can't sort of pick it look to to me i think the reason why this fails so much is for me she hulk has always been the marvel version of wonder woman in terms of she she's meant to be that epitome of not just that that sort of sexiness but the power you know she's meant to be gorgeous to look at but could kick your ass um, without a problem, and I, I just think it just fails on every level. Um, it's not an attractive figure to look at. And she looks kind of skinny. She's got those revolting um, ball-jointed hips. So I didn't realise when you know Red She-Hulk came out that how quickly that buck uh, would actually date because, you know, I was hoping that um, we would get Titania um, and, and a few others, uh, you know. But, yeah, it's just not working for me. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure that this is exactly the, all the same pieces as Red She-Hulk because um, I don't, I'll have to pull mine out and, and have a look. I don't uh, – I feel like her arms – just looking at a couple of photos, I don't know, her, these arms are so short. Yeah, look, I, I think that She-Hulk, um, you know, has had some beautiful statues done. Uh, mm. the, the, the Marvel Select She-Hulk – um, I think it is far and away the best She-Hulk action figure. Unfortunately, it's not um, uh, completely posable because she's uh, sculpted holding up the um, like holding up a car and, and that sort of stuff. Like, so it's not yeah. great. Um, but you know, from a but I don't, I don't think she's ever had a brilliant action figure. Um, and which is no. uh, yeah, love the character, but yeah. <laughs> I was actually wondering whether, you know, this the hair might have been retooled from something in the past. And I was remembering the really high hair of um, Madame Hydra, so I turned around 
um, to grab my Madam Hydra figure off the shelf and <laughs> she'd actually taken a dive off out of shame. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Well, you know, one thing that I also noticed about um, this figure, which makes me wonder uh, what the plans were, is that this is the only figure of the six that has got the uh, Cody stuff on the back. Um, if you look on her back oh, left. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, and mm. look, so we've got the handy white, you know, lettering on the green, which is just so awesome. And I noticed that, and then when I look back at the other figures, and I'm just double-checking to make sure I'm not saying something wrong, none of the rest of them have it. I wonder, I haven't really tested this theory, but I wonder if that coding is just something per pack or per figure. Because normally we're talking about, yeah, normally we're talking about a, you know, we get the figures individually. And it stands out, but yeah, I'll have to check oh, some two packs and see. Fair enough, that's possible. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. That's possible. Hold on one tick. Banter amongst yourself. I'll be back in one <laughs> second. Oh I, I got to. I got to work out. I possibly fill time now. with words. That doesn't seem possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, look. I think it would have been a good opportunity to launch uh, a new buck and and bring out a a she hulk that really knocks our socks off. I mean, you'd have to think when they're putting this sit set together and they get those prototypes in you know we say this again and again but there had to be at least a dozen people sitting around that table and nobody went yeah you know no just no no just 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 didn't work yeah i I think you know as that just from conversations that we've had with industry people from time to time that you know they have a budget and that you know that is the budget for the 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 project and so then they work out how to spread out the tooling budget etc um through here um now i i would love to know if the hair is does come from someone because if they did you know if this was new tooling hair and it matches the body this badly then that's disappointing i can't pick it so I, I've I've done some investigative journalism, okay. uh, and uh, based on my full polling of one Marvel Legends two pack, which was the Shuri and Claw two pack, uh, only Claw had the uh, stamp code on him. So it might be something per pack. Look, I'm prepared to call that science. Yep. Cool. So. <laughs> Please write in and tell us we're wrong. It's all good. Um, okay, so I think I'm I'm done with She-Hulk. I don't know about anyone else, but yeah, that's fine. I, I would have rather just seen a different character, to be honest. If or, or at least one done well. Yeah, you know, I think She-Hulk yeah, would have been a good She-Hulk inclusion. Well, Laun- right? Yeah, it launched that new buck that we could get Titania and uh, you know, and a whole bunch of other you know characters like Quicksand, etc. Who are all on that sort of large female. Is Ben the one advocating for a character reissue rather than a universe builder? No, no. Is that, well, that, yeah, yeah. That I, I, I would have happily yeah. taken a, a new She-Hulk. What? Somebody get ripped. You wouldn't have complained about it bitterly? Well, I think the, the blob one is a bit dated. I, I mean, no, I'll take a new character well, anyway. We can't have but... a new Omega Red. We can't have a new Bishop, but we can have a new Elmo. She-Hulk when she's been done. <laughs> oh, come on. Who asked for Omega Red? Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> Who asked for Omega Red? Really? I, there, there's tons of 90s X-Men animated fans that 
Oh. That's, that's all they ask for. Those I wanted a mega blue. No one, no one ever gives a mega blue. Get, yeah. Give me an Omega Blue. Those people, they're the ones that, that complain way. every time a, a new wave of Marvel Legends is announced and say, but, but, but there's not one person in there from the Marvel X-Men animated series. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's my whole world. Please send all of your hate mail to Plan Banter. <laughs> um, okay, so we are alphabetically, we are now on to, uh, well, Sif, which we probably, you know, hey! she, we, she could have also fit under the L's for Lady Sif, but we'll do here. And uh, I know one person on the podcast who is extremely excited. Right. Um, yep. And that would be Eddie, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then would you like to Sif wax lyrical? The about ones this? to get to the girl. <laughs> <laughs> would, you, would you like to um, wax lyrical here, Ben? Uh, I called this one uh, as soon as I saw Angela uh, way, way back, uh, the very mm. first kind of sneak peek of Angela. I went, hey, that would make a great Sif. And, well, yeah, they kind of did that. So um, I'd like to think that you know, <laughs> Sif was uh, one of the reasons Angela got over the line other than that stupid fan vote thing. Um, but, uh, <sighs> yeah, look, this is a big one for me. Big fan of Thor, long-time fan of Sif and, and Thor. So, um the fact that she was actually included in this set, as I said at the beginning of the segment, uh, she has actually been a member of A-Force, but um, she's always getting around in uh, various Thor yeah. types. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and look, I, I actually think, you know, they they did um, a really good job of reusing that Angela figure. Um, I mean, fortunately, Sif is one of those people that um, she's never really had a consistent uniform. She's had a consistent style in terms of she always has the uh, the red and white um you know she has that kind of head um piece which is not quite a helmet but has the wings bits coming off of it etc um and it's almost like anyone who draws her just kind of takes a bit of artistic license and, and interprets those designs and i think so long as you've got that basic um you know white kirby thing crossing over you know the red part on on the top of the torso you're in the in the vicinity so um yeah look it's not you know, comic accurate to, to any version I can remember, but uh, it's certainly, you know, there's there's no misunderstanding who it is. I was super happy for you as soon as I saw this because I know that she's been on many a, a top ten I... um, list of yours. Uh, we came ever so close to getting her in the Bowen days. Um, mm. Saw prototypes and everything and then... Uh, she kind of just just missed out before Bowen went the way of the ghost, and and I think this is such a win for completists everywhere and classic comics fans. Yeah, and, and look, I think the most obvious thing here is you know, we get a lot of figures where parts are just painted straight on um, to give the appearance of a costume, but I think reusing those Angela boots. Um, really sort of adds to the wow factor of this figure. Um, you know, they've sort of got those sculpted plates and uh, I think pretty much from the waist down, it's it's um, Angela completely because it's even got the um, the bands around her left thigh just like the Angela figure has. So, uh, yeah, good stuff. And same with those van braces on her forearms as well. What do you think, Eddie? I really like it. This is... Um 
character that's been needed for a while, plus uh, just universe building with the Asgards is a, a nice addition. Still got fingers crossed for the Warriors 3. Yes. Uh, <laughs> to make it out at some point, as well as a Baldar the Brave and a Heimdall. Um, but hopefully... Hopefully. Uh, but one thing I really love is both the sculpting and paint applications on her eyebrows. She has really distinct, bold eyebrows. Uh, and mine of just the paint application is near perfect on. Uh, and I, I, I think it gives her a lot of character in her expression. Yeah, it's beautiful. Like it's, you know, like I was saying before about how crappy. I mean, I always think back to like the, that first X23 figure. And, you know, it's one of those ones that just look like little i don't know what and uh it's great to see that we finally have like pretty marvel ladies so good um yes i just love this i just love this figure to bits i just think there there are so many you know nice um uh elements um both in sculpt and paint and when you can kind of look and see all the clever reuse bits um plus combination of you know a couple new things then uh, it's super fun. I also love the fact that, because, you know, I'm a big fan of if I have to have accessories and I want storage on the figure. Um, and so just having the little... Yes. Uh, <laughs> holst- no, what do you call it? Hilt? The, or the scabbard. scabbard. The scabbard for the sword. Mm. Um, so I've got a... I oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um, I have a question. Like The, the skirt... Um, the skirt that she's got is obviously not something that came with Angela. So it's not. Is it the one from the Enchantress? No, because hers didn't have the, the sword, sword holster. The, sca- the scabbard thingy, yeah. Unless that's, that's been added. But, yeah. yeah, I did wonder whether that's sort of been retooled to do that. But I do actually have a question, and uh, whose sword is that? That, I couldn't work out if that was a new sword or not. I was sort of I've been dusting my Hasbro Marvel Legends today, and I don't Aren't remember coming across this sword. I'm, <laughs> I'm good. It's it's. I, th- I think everyone should every five years dust their figure shelves. <laughs> <laughs> you know, basic hygiene, people. It's not that bad before people start to think oh, it's it's yeah. So it's interesting because it's definitely not Angela's sword because Angela's sword has the the weird little kind of you know Batman crescent thing sticking out the sword the side and it's also not the sword that um, is usually the go to which is Baron Zemo so uh, yeah interesting I wonder if this will um, this was done sort of you know with the uh, the new Black Knight figure coming out mm, or does Taskmaster maybe have this no it's not his either. Yes. No, I had a quick look I'm and oh, no, I meant the one coming out. Do you have the new? Oh, like the classic one, the classic Taskmaster. No, it's not his either. So it's not Gamora's. So it's um, yeah, interesting. I'm just going back to the skirt and confirming that this definitely is not the Enchantress skirt. Um, which makes me think. Then is it is it new? Wow. Uh, hmm. <laughs> there right you go. Tell us, pro- people. Probably uh, someone listening now just absolutely yelling at us. They're going, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> of course, it's the blah. Yeah. The, um, the the capes are a little bit unwieldy. They kind of just sit on. There's no kind of peg holding them in either. 
In fact, I noticed that Sif doesn't even have a peg hole in her back, which I thought was standard for Marvel Legends. Uh, makes it a bit hard with her hair too. Like you don't get a lot of yeah. movements in the, the head, but I don't care. She's uh, she's gorgeous, and you know I've got one finally. Hooray! I think this might be my figure of the wave of of the box. Oh yeah, for sure for me. I'm I'm thrilled that we finally got her. Yeah, but just from a like, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Lucky's pretty awesome too. Oh, decisions. Okay, um, now, uh, now the next one needs to start with a "Who the heck is this?" Please, um, and this is uh, singularity. What am I looking at, people? So, singularity is probably the most A Force figure out of this A Force box set. Is that safe to say, Ben? Yeah, she's pretty. She kind of yeah, she kind of starts the A Force story. She comes crashing down to earth and has a rivalry with another character called antimatter and he's kind of the whole plot point for moving things along now is she connected to the character eternity why no look she's really just a um a quantum singularity that uh gained consciousness and As um, they do. because yeah. yeah well that's right and because she's actually in her infancy she manifests, uh, you know, when she comes to Earth as a, effectively as a sort of teenage girl. Mm. I, I I thought somewhere she was like an offspring of Eternity or the, the big oh, Marvel cosmic. Co- I could be completely wrong. I might have theorized that, and it didn't end up happening or that. But I I thought they were connected somehow. Um, yeah. In self ones, but I actually really dig this figure. It's sort of translucent and has oh, yeah. glitter all inside it, but uh, has some interesting shading that sort of looks like cloud nebulas yep. uh, throughout. And normally, the translucent stuff is a bit lost on me. I think this is sensational because they, they've got those bits of shading either on or in. And so, you know, she's got the, the more see-through bits, the glittery bits, but then uh, the kind of darker bits as well. And so uh, I think this is, you know, sensational as far as translucent figures go. Yeah, I actually think it works quite well. I'm trying to think, my, you know, my favourite translucent figure is probably Radioactive Man, and, and I think he's a, a figure that, that works really well too. Watch out, Radioactive, radioactive. Man. The gargles, they do not think... <laughs> so yeah look i think she's great this looks like a you know a reuse of um you know obviously the the kid buck that came with um spider girl and things mm-hmm. like that but that upper torso actually looks like a new piece some um, i was actually comparing really? her to to some of the other small figures and that upper torso was much smaller so it's as if they um wanted to make her sort of less developed and, and really sort of give you that uh, impression that she's a lot younger so um, you know, this is obviously a, a figure they could make a, a very young teenager with. So, which which gives me hope then that we'll see some of those characters getting around. You know, Xavier's school for gifted youngsters, etc. So, but I, I love this figure. I think she's great. And normally, I I complain endlessly that you know figures who have appeared in half a dozen comics, you know, shouldn't warrant an act. Sorry, characters who have only appeared sort of half a dozen times shouldn't warrant a figure over people who have been around for forty years. But um, Look, I think she ties the box set together really, really well, and it's just a it's just a really fun figure to look at. I really dig that they didn't go overly detailed with her hair sculpt either. That sort of gives yeah. her a bit of an arterial 
field, but um, I I'm gonna say a controversial statement once again and say that this Uh-oh. might actually be my figure of the wave just because of pure Ooh. simplicity. Like what she does is simple, but she does it extremely well. Yeah. She's great if you hold her up to a light source. I've got a lamp on my desk and uh, I'm sort of holding her up to that. And despite being able to see all the internal sort of mechanisms in the articulation, that still just works really well. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, I uh, from, from thinking, oh, blah, what's, you know, this, again, you know, it's, it's so well done. I love the way that they've uh, kind of contrasted the translucency in her hair to her face to make the eyes really stand out as well. Um, it's just super fun, super fun. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and I was just looking at a reveal for the new Black Knight figure um, that's coming up in the, uh, the the Avengers wave, which obviously makes reuse of that um, – uh gosh who used the buck first was it um green goblin uh dread knight yeah dread knight um yes but it's actually not the same sword so huh. there you go so it's still a bit of a mystery hmm. Hmm. uh well something that would not be a mystery um to anyone who knows <laughs> me is that this next <laughs> and final figure is one that i'm moderately excited about um and uh this is now, if this uh, character could um, get as many figures as she has had code names, I would be so, ever so happy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Uh, Which I think, you know, has it- changed because of Janice Val being a dick, if you actually read the comics. I, I don't know why she takes so much shit from Janice Val, but he turned up and wasn't happy with her using the Captain Marvel moniker, so she changed it to Photon, and then... Later on, he decided he wanted to call himself Photon, so she had to change her name to Pulsar. And I'm <laughs> not too sure where this new name came from, but I imagine it was just Janice Val being a dick in the background. <laughs> yeah, but don't forget there was Daystar there for a moment as well. Daystar. Um, yeah, I can't remember where that came in. But, um, Daystar. Yeah, and then Pulsar, Photon, and now Spectrum. I mean, seriously. Um, the... <laughs> Uh, but you might know her best by her actual name of Monica Rambo. Um, I love actually the bit in the uh, the Carol Denver's um, Captain Marvel series where w- between these two, where they have their little conversation about the code name. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. Where she's like, oh, you could have asked, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there was actually a story where for for half an issue. Um, Mar- Captain Mar- Marvel, as in Marvel, um, is momentarily resurrected, and um, Carol gets to have a conversation with him, and uh, and he actually says, "I want you to use the name," and she doesn't want to, but um, he says, "You know, you need to, the, the name needs to live on, etc." So yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so <laughs> You're not, not buying it. <laughs> no, <that's right. laughs> well, look, I mean, you know, I so so much of I think how you feel about characters and things and their place in the various universes is about when you met them and started reading here. Right. And um, Mm. when I started reading Marvel comics, Monica Rambeau was Captain Marvel. Um, Yes. And, you know, such a prominent character in the Avengers, et cetera. And so, um, you know, and uh, who knows what makes you a fan of particular things, but I just always really liked the character. I suppose, 
you know, she was b- being the kind of younger, more junior um, uh, member. She was a bit more relatable, you know, and um, I was just always a fan and followed her through uh, Next Wave and um, then a kind of bit of time in the wilderness and then back again in various forms and code names. And, you know, I'm so happy that she's finally got an action figure that I don't even care that it is a more, I mean, there's a, you know, a, a modern version. Um, you know, I mean, I, you know, having said that, I think you know, it's a pretty basic, besides the head sculpt, it's, you know, basic reuse and paint and, mm. and that sort of thing. But mm. I think that the head sculpt is really nicely done. I think it's gorgeous. I think yeah. it's the best of the bunch, actually. Mm. I think it really, I mean, you know, there's a lot of generic faces that only are, are really only given context in an action figure when you see them with the rest of the costume. Um, mm. You know, it's the old joke about, you know, Bruce Wayne and Clark Kent look exactly the same except their hair's slightly different. Um, and and I think, you know, this actually, you know, she really has some personality when you look at this this portrait. It's great. Yeah. See, I have a problem on mine, which is a oh, bit dear. unfortunate, where where they've glued down her head sculpt, a bit of the brush might, seems to have come over a little bit too far on her forehead. So I've got about half a millimeter of line where her forehead meets her hairline, where it's that sort of shiny glue on plastic. Oh, uh, so, which is a bit of a same. So, I'm sorry, um, I didn't get that one. It would be so sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's very hard to get it to not catch the light and take away uh, and sort of draws your eyes' attention away from what is a really fantastic head sculpt. Yeah. Well, the, the, the distraction is this ball-jointed neck and how thin it is you know, relative to the head, like she does, it's not a, a the, flattering yeah. profile view um, yeah, it's, at all. it's the bloodstone effect again. Yeah, it, it's really, really bad. Um, but, you know, thankfully there's enough um, poses there to um, deal. She's got a, a right dainty spellcasting hand um, and a left fist. Um, such variety, Hasbro. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, this set, uh, as awesome as it is, is pretty light on for accessories. I mean, you know, Elsa wins out with a three, and then you got Sif with a sword, and that's it. That's it. Mm. But some pretty heavy tooling, you know, if you look at Loki, and um, mm. are, 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 are hard to kind of think where this oh, – I'm thinking about the Monica head sculpt. Oh, there's a few, actually, characters that could use it, but they're pretty obscure. Mm. Wasn't there a, a cipher for a moment that was a African American mm. female? Well, I mean, you could even get Monica Reese and Cecilia Reese. Mm. Oh, so Reese. sorry, Cecilia Reese. Reese. Yeah, 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 from X Men. Yeah. Mm. You know, Hunter. if we want, <laughs> if we want to go down the the you know, the path of every you know every African yeah. superhero should have dreadlocks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. I, I agree. Look, I think it's a it's a great inclusion. I mean, definitely. I think uh, I would still obviously love to see a classic costume version of this character. I'm not certainly not going to hold my breath, um, but I'm super excited to have her. I think the chest emblem's been done really nicely. Love the head sculpt. Um, uh. My dainty 
spellcasting hand fingers are a little bit warped. Um, I think just from the packaging, so I'll need to... I also like the fact that the white is actually a really nice pearl white. It's not just a straight white it plastic. Is. It's actually got a nice mm. feel to it. It contrasts the black really, really well. I mean, for reuse, like, you know, reusing yeah. your Scarlet Witch, etc. I think yeah. it's uh, another one that's just come together really nicely. I, mm -hmm. I really don't have any issues with any of the figures in this set other than She-Hulk, and uh, I think it's great that they chose that classic uniform. I just think that buck is hideously outdated. Yeah. Well, I do have to just take one moment to do my belly button rant and rave. Um, because the belly button alert. <laughs> uh, look, it just, you know, obviously they have to make choices uh, based on, um, you know, what is required the most. But I, I dare say that bare midriffs versus covered midriffs, that the covered midriffs come out ahead. And mm -hmm. surely in all their tooling, you know, having a, b a visible versus non-visible belly button piece would not break the bank because mm. it just, you know, it drives me insane. If you just think about how tight this would have to be for the mm. belly button to be that visible, it <laughs> just, uh, I, I'm not even a scientist, people. Well, I mean, in theory, you could say that about any of these, you know, superhero costumes where you can see people's abdominals and things like that. Yeah, um, sure. yeah, yeah. It's hardly going to yeah. happen. I think that's one of the the things I love about Alex Ross is the way he actually paints that realistic fabric um, mm -hmm. over, you know, muscular torsos. Mm hmm. Yeah. No, it just every time I see it, it just kind of irks me so greatly because <laughs> it's just like, you know, why why is this necessary? I why does it have to be on every single Female, look, I don't understand. I do not understand. <laughs> but anyway, I won't let my belly button ranting and raving be smirched what overall is a super exciting set, and I'm so glad that we finally got to review it. Hooray. Yeah. Very nice. Yay. Very nice indeed. Five out of six is pretty good. Yeah, five out of six yeah. is yeah. pretty, 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 pretty good. Yeah. Okay, well, I think that uh, brings us um, to the end of one of my most favoritist toy breakdowns ever. <laughs> uh, now, in the interest of disclosure, I do have to say that I did have a breakdown, um, which is that my in trying to bend the left uh, elbow joint of singularity, my uh, it popped out. Thankfully, it popped back in. I was sad for a moment. Nice. Yeah, I, well, I don't know. I found most of these just in the packaging that they were really – took a lot of manipulating to actually get the arm joints around the right way to do bending. Um, mm. But I was pleased to discover that it hadn't actually broken. It had just um, popped out. So my singularity is a whole singular. One would certainly not want a fractured singularity, that is for sure. That's right. Well, it would no longer be a singularity, would it? Mm, mm. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> we'll need to ponder. Yeah, that little. Please write in, scientists, and tell us we were wrong. Um, the uh, and while you're doing that, we'll take a short break, and we will come back with some feedback before we wrap up the show. If your collecting addiction is a hard itch to scratch, then you might lack a bit of insurance that you always have some new goodies on the horizon. Loot Crate is the world's favorite subscription box service and they're currently offering AFB listeners 10% off any of their flexible subscription plans. 
Every loot crate includes exclusive apparel and collectible items built around a theme, and there are so many theme crates to choose from whether you're into a more general pop culture or gaming theme, or you have a more specific interest. To save 10% on any new subscription, go to trylootcrate.com forward slash afblues and enter the promo code BREACH10. If you do sign up and you love your loot, be sure to go to the AFB Facebook page and post a pic of your new gear. That's trylootcrate.com forward slash afblues with the promo code BREACH10. Well, we love hearing from you, and you can uh, let us hear from you in a number of different ways. Uh, you can just go to your window and shout really loud. Um, no promises that we'll be able to read that out on air, but knock yourself out. Or uh, for better on-air chances, you could email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com. You could go to our Facebook page, Action Figure Blues, uh, where we're about to get 30, hit 30,000 followers, by the way. And when we do, right. we will <sighs> cast Eddie in bronze. And what? make a statue out of him. It'll be so exciting. Um, the Made a lot of problems. Uh, yeah, <laughs> totally. Do you know? Actually, you know, when I was a kid, uh, you know, like the mannequins in the uh, store. Um, at one of our local supermarket, not super hello, like you know, shopping malls, whatever. Right above, you walked in, and there was a. A few of those mannequins, and then right above it, there was a sign saying, "Would you like to be a model?" Um, <laughs> something other. And I, and for some reason, in my little childhood brain, that meant to me that there were people in there. <laughs> oh no! And the Doctor Who episode in itself <laughs> freaked the doobies out of me. It took me a long time to be to realize and totally convince myself that there were not <laughs> actually humans in there, and it was just the stuff of nightmares. Anyway. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> so that film, Mannequin, was a horror film. Yes, yes, right. right. Absolutely. <laughs> NFS, not 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 for Scott. Um. So the uh. Oh my gosh, how did I get there? Um. <laughs> yep. <yeah>. Anyway, <laughs> you can write us and tell us about your nightmares as well. That's totally fine. We'll make Eddie read them. Uh, and speaking of Eddie. We are going to get Eddie to read out this piece of feedback for this episode. Yep. So this piece of feedback comes from Gary Wolf, and it's from our Facebook page where I threw out a question asking what people's favorite rebooted toy line was. So I threw out the 2002 Ninja Turtles, but uh, Gary was my favorite reply, and he had the 2002 Masters of the Universe line. Yes, it had its horrible variants of main character problem, but they updated designs of characters like Buzz Off, Trapjaw, and Too Bad that were awesome. Plus, we finally had a Prince Adam that didn't just look like he man in a pinkish purple tights uh, <laughs> and i agree that was very close to being uh my choice the turtles just ate it out for nostalgia with uh because i played more with turtles than i did with he-man as a kid but definitely some great uh ones there so what about you guys did you have a favorite line that's been rebooted over the years hmm. i'm very classic in my approach i I kind of sit there and go, you know, I still like the Palisades Muppets over anything that they've done. And, you know, I'm still a big fan of a lot of the Toy Biz Legends. And, so, oh, actually, the new Ninja Turtles line from Playmates. 
I have to say, is, uh, has been great fun. I'd, I'd have to say Hasbro Marvel Legends because I'm the, like, you know, the Toy Biz stuff, I know people, you know, have a real love for that, but I, I didn't really like them. <laughs> so. The torches are coming up the street now. I know. Yeah. I'm sorry. I do That's not need my action. This is a show that we have both insulted the 90s animated X-Men as well as we <laughs> did. Like, we're, like, we're, we're just not going to have any Marvel fans left. They're like the two major parties. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> do, do you want to insult Deadpool fans now while we're at it? Is that going to? I've never understood Deadpool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a joke that tells itself. <laughs> 800 million at the box office. What's that going to do? <laughs> okay. Well, guys, this was super fun. Let's do it again. And Bye. in the meantime, we will say goodbye, everyone. Take care. Good See journey. Ya. Good night, nerds. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. Our theme music is by Robert Crandall. Our ad music is by Scott Holmes. The AFB logo is created by Nath Stones. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, Loot Crate, Audible, and Gamefly. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at actionfigureblues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. Well, look, we'll uh, do a bit of research in the break, and maybe at the end of the show we'll come back with a definitive answer on that, which then I'm sure people will write in and contradict. Um, But in the meantime, we will take a short break, and we will come back with our toy breakdown in which no toys will be broken, hopefully. (laughs) Ah, that that joke's still just as funny as the original time. Thanks. It's my little, it's my, you know, anxious child um, that... Gets gets worried every time, my inner anxious child that gets worried every time they say toy breakdown, because I was that kid that looked after my toys beautifully, um, and also hated dirt and anything icky, um, and it used to drive me crazy because my best friend Timmy who lived next door, got all the cool stuff way more than I did, but <laughs> it was constantly broken. I'd go, why don't we play this and go, oh, no, I broke it. We were this, oh no, it's broken. <laughs> Why can't you look after your things so I can play with them yeah. properly? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll take them off your hands again. That's right. I just remember as a kid, it really used to vex me. I'm like, how is it that like I don't get hardly any of this stuff, and Timmy doesn't? He doesn't even take care of it. <laughs> <laughs>